Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Ms. Deera, Kit, and Flick! Last week, <laughs> the party expertly crossed the river Ashrog and arrived at the Western Arcanium to catch up with Brita, Hawks, and the rest of the Guardians. And there was lots of catching up to be done. Hawks very quickly asked Flick what his most recent casting of the prophecy spell had told him, which was a beautifully passive-aggressive way for me as the DM to be like, hey, you should cast that spell now. While Flick received his yearly visions, Bizdira stood guard outside and sparred with some guardian kobolds, and Kid went to see what else Brita and Hawks had been up to, which apparently, no big deal, was to try to parlay with Guard, Rithmala, and or Uza, the three arcanists that were imprisoned in the Arcanium since the last returning of the beast. What will our adventures make of Flick's omens? Will the timetable laid out by the spell provide relief, or just a ticking countdown clock? And what's the plan going to be regarding the three trapped arcanists? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hi. This sounded like a lot of questions. Was it for sure three? Well, now I'm going back to count. Do, 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 do. What will they make of the omens? What uh, will the time, or will the timetable be relieving or stressful? And what's the plan for the arcanists? I think that second one sounded longer to me. That's it why. Oh, like just because there were, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there were choice different. clauses rather yeah. than like, yes or no. Look at you getting creative with all of the syntax, etc. cetera. <laughs> well, well, that's what happens when I write the intro for an episode more than 30 seconds before I record it. <laughs> <laughs> and also 200 plus introductions into 200 plus plus episodes <laughs> also that also that i've been going back to re-listen to like bits and pieces of earlier episodes and i will almost always listen to the introduction to help get my bearings on where we are and it's wild <laughs> <laughs> it, i've also been doing i think we talked about this doing a re- little re-listen and uh the lack of banter for the first i don't even I, like four yeah. or five seasons like, oh yeah <laughs> is um appalling and then we just fall right into it and go into like sometimes 10 minutes of just yeah talkity <laughs> talk 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 you know what else is weird in the early seasons is no background music because mm-hmm. i went back to li- like because i was going to go back through all of our season one stuff so that i can pull back some of the music that we used for TLR for the Western Island now that we're back here and I was like oh there is no music <laughs> I mean there was like that sad music for Hawks's funeral but like or Meepo's funeral Meepo's I mean funeral. not Hawks sorry Meepo's <laughs> funeral and like stuff like that but not consistent background music and then eventually I think in like maybe two or three there's some like background uh, noises like the forest noises and things like that. Oh yeah, well we were. What I didn't remember was we were even getting like spell sound effects in season one. They didn't mm. last very long because because my god, if I you think I complain about editing now, <laughs> <laughs> but but they started popping up like in episode like five or six. I, we were real ambitious, y'all. It was a long time ago. <laughs> we didn't know. Yeah, trip down memory lane. That's mm. been fun. How are we doing? It's only been so uh, listeners. I know like you've been waiting months and months to get these episodes, and and now we're back and we're on the third episode of season nine we just recorded episodes one and two a week ago um we're doing back-to-back week recordings which is we're sort of fun like there's i don't know something to that momentum that excites me hashtag backlog (laughs) hashtag backlog hashtag save our editor hashtag that's me (laughs) hashtag that's me (laughs) that's one of my favorite hashtags hashtag that's me that's me yeah um, uh, the the OG hashtag back from the Amanda show in the what early two uh, thousands. Oh yes. yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's me. Wow. Okay, this one. You know what? I will say this felt like some very organic little banter. We weren't like pulling on media things, and we've done like five minutes. That's pretty good. All right, fine. Fuck it. Who's got a book? God damn it. <laughs> I, mean, I don't have a book, but I have a like sweet thing to share. Oh, yes, please. So recently I was, you know, scrolling through Instagram like you do. And I saw <laughs> a friend of mine from high school who I have not talked to, I think, like since I graduated from high school. And she was posting about D&D. And so I was like, I'm going to message her. And like, I'm go- like, it's been a decade, but I'm going to message her and be like, oh my gosh, let's talk about D&D, let's reconnect. And so we like started and had this whole like really long conversation about D&D and I sent her the pod and she was like, I'm going to listen, I'm going to send to all my friends. And now we're going to meet up for coffee again for the first time in a decade. And it was all thanks to D&D. And also, if you listen to this, hi, Steffi. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I'm very excited. Thought it was sweet. That's very sweet. I also, look, my cynical ass was like, oh no, this story is going to be like, they had this long conversation and then you finally brought it around to Dungeons and Dragons and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just, I was just talking about do not disturb mode. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was very, very specifically Dungeons and Dragons. Got it. Got it. Got it. it. Um, That's a much better story than I made up in my head and I love it. Yay, D&D bringing people together. Um, What's her name? Steffi. Hey, Steffi. What up? I mean, again, like, I haven't seen her in a decade. I assume she still goes by her high school nickname, but I could be wrong. (laughs) Oh, fair enough. My apologies if I just dredged up some, like, high school trauma for you, Steffi. Oh, I did it again. Damn it. We have to move on. She's actually going by her true first name, and it's, like, Francis or something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's... I love that. That's fun and lovely. Well, let's give Steffi something to listen to, shall we? I think we shall. Let's do it. So... Kit and and Bizdira, I think we said at the end of last week's episode that, you know, you all were outside the tent waiting to figure out what was taking Flick so long. But I will say, I just, I want it very briefly, we don't need super specific role-playing whatever, but you both know that this spell takes eight hours, so you're you're at the Arcanium for the day, right? Is there anything else that you all would have gotten up to before Flick finishes casting Prophecy? I mean, also no is okay, you know, just spending the day sort of, you know, being back home on the Western Island is fine, but you do have all day. I mean, I don't know. This is not really like a thing to do, but I feel like if Bizdira and I are just sitting around, I would tell her about like my conversation with Brita and Hawks because like, number one, I'm freaked out, still can't really believe that they went to talk to <laughs> those three. Um mm-hmm. And I feel like Bizdira will have some good thoughts about how we might proceed there. So I feel like we can start the brainstorming process. <laughs> so the look that you just gave, <laughs> Bizdira. Well, I have. So I'm. I'm. My brain is painting a picture in my head, and I just kind of feel like we're just like sitting in the grass, and like Bizdira's just like sure. sprawled out, watching the clouds, and Kit's like sitting there, like picking at grass, and then like Kit's just like. So, uh, Brita's been talking to some people and, like, says it. And, like, I just imagine mm-hmm. Bizdir just, like, sitting up, stock upright and be like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> She's been doing uh-huh. what? But, I mean, I think that I mean fair play to her. Rithmala scares the crap out of me because mind control. But mm-hmm. I think going down and trying to talk to Uzma again, Uzma? Yzma? Uzma. Uzza. Uzza. There's no M. But okay. However, Uzza. I did just listen to the episode where you all met her all those years ago, and you also mispronounced her name several times in that episode. So, well, cause you know, it's, it's you're so just close, being It's consistent. so close to Yzma, and I love, you know, Emperor's New Groove, so it, it's just, yeah. Uzza. <laughs> Uzza. I think Uzza is a good starting point, and then we can progress from there. But I do think that this is something we need to wait for Flick to finish his. <laughs> oh, totally. You two don't want to go off and just uh, hop down there and have a little chat with Garden with Mala without Flick. Absolutely not. <laughs> as tempting as that is, I feel like having whatever information he's going to come out with is probably a good place to start with. Mm-hmm. It's good because he would have been mad too because he wants to go with you so you can search for that missing mace. <laughs> <gasps> oh my gosh, I hadn't <gasps> even thought about the mace. Brought it back. <laughs> Brought it back. Oh my gosh, we have to travel up to the first floor. No. (laughs) It is on the first floor, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, I think you lost it on the second. I think it was the second, actually, because I I think I left the construct that took it on the second floor. I don't think I took him to. Correct. Correct. Good times. I love it. Um, All right. Well, that that feels like, yeah, it feels like the conversation is mostly like, that's an interesting idea. Let's not make any decisions until we're all together. Mm -hmm. So that's fair enough. The rest of the spell time then passes and and Flick, I'll let you sort of take it from here as you finish up. You've seen what you saw, uh, which we went through at the end of last week and pass it over to you. Well, uh, he'll kind of come to, I guess, out of this trance-like state. Bags under his eyes. He's exhausted. He's spent a lot of energy performing the spell and i think he will i mean he'll exit the tent or wherever he is i assume you all are right there just like sitting waiting yeah i was mm-hmm. sitting waiting wish and he'll kind of like <laughs> i think he might yawn he's like i'm yeah. tired <laughs> big he just made me like get the urge to yawn just by saying that <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> just saying that <laughs> 
<laughs> but he will i uh, you know gesture for you all to walk with him i think he's going to need some water he's going to need food he's hungry um so he's going to start yeah we're like okay. walking and talking as we go first prophecy he'll describe the sort of like overview of the world the year passing the eclipse and uh, the fact that there seems to be multiple trips happening to the central island over this span of time looks like a lot of resources a lot of going back and forth which i guess we can talk about that but my first sort of takeaway from that is that this is going to be a lengthy process and probably more of a war rather than a battle thoughts feelings or would you like me to continue on to the second one because there were two I say keep going. Let's okay. think about yeah. them in conjunction. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I'll say the the prophecy number two, Return of the Birds. That's the name of this one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Return of the Birds. I hate it and I love it. I know. Uh, so there are four birds. This story regarding the flowers and the, the thorns underneath the flowers and how the birds had to sort of take control or access some sort of um, like elemental greater elemental power like water fire etc in order to defeat what's going on and get underneath the flowers I can't exactly remember the full details of that but obviously I think that coincides with the keys this the elemental keys specifically but those are kind of all of my initial thoughts what do you think at that point, Bizdir is just gonna like. And by now he, oh sorry, sorry to interrupt, but by now he's like, mouthful of food, and is like, and then the bird, like he's he's fully like, this is taking maybe like twenty thirty minutes to fully describe. And Bizdir at this point has literally just like gotten face down on the ground and is banging her head against the floor. And it's like the fucking Earth Key is with your sister. That fucking suit he actually forgot about that he will have forgotten and he stops chewing and like kind of rolls his eyes and does it uh, i mean what are we going to do about that so in this world what is what is going to happen in this world can we summon devils so like can we have a little ritual and summon his sister to us so we can beat the crap out of her and take her key what I, I'm going to start by saying that if being a tiefling is enough of being a devil to allow yourself to be summoned via magic specifically for devils, then that means that that is a thing that could be done to Flick as well. Wait, I'm sorry. I lost mm-hmm. you. I lost you in the middle. If it's possible for you all to summon your sister mm-hmm. here because she is part devil, then it is possible for someone to summon you somewhere, Flick, because mm-hmm. you are part devil. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, but I'm not asking if they're going to do it. I'm asking if we can do it. Well, I, and I'm just saying, I, I don't know. You could certainly try and find a way, but be aware that if you do find a way, mm-hmm. then it's they'll a do two it on way flick street. Too. Mm-hmm. Yes. We'll just keep him in a glow of angelic presence the entire time so that he can't be summoned. <laughs> do you mean you're going to make him stand in your radiant consumption? Because that also is bad. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> At times, like they, you know, <laughs> walk away from him for a little bit during the end of my turn and <laughs> Let come him back. heal up a little yeah. bit, yeah. Flick does still seem to have some sort of plan in, in mind. Yeah, so I'm, I just confirmed. I, at the most recent level up, I took Locate Creature uh-huh. as my newest spell. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the limitation here for Locate Creature? The creature has to be within a thousand feet. Correct. Hmm. So unless well, the creature happens to be on the southern island and within a thousand feet of the center of, I'm sorry, the western island, uh, and within a thousand feet of the Arcanium of the western island, yeah. Yes, Kit? I know we talked about this last time, and I apologize. I don't remember Never. if you cut it or not. Uh, the planes of existence is, if ah. if we think maybe she's not on this plane of, ex- or if she went back to hell... Is mm-hmm. that a different plane of existence? Yeah, we actually didn't okay. talk about hell specifically, but hell is a diff- would be a different plane. Yeah, the the hells, in fact, are are their own. Yeah, so yeah. yes. So I could try a scrying, and if I can't get through to her, then we know that she's not on this plane of existence. Oh, that's an interesting thought. I like that. That would, that would be a good place to start, at least to have an idea of what's going on. Um, and then, I mean, this is kind of putting the 
cart before the horse, but then uh, I'm sure we know somebody who has what can uh, what spell can travel over planes of existence? Is it teleportation or plane well, shift? Yeah, so we're gonna. Uh, you all will generally want to just tell me where you want to go, and I'll tell you how we're gonna work it. But gotcha. rules as written: plane shift takes you to other planes, so hell, an elemental plane, Mount Celestia, something like that. And teleport would take you to a different spot on the material plane, which, as we discussed, and I don't remember whether or not I got this, uh, but as we discussed, <laughs> like technically all of the different material worlds, so like. Faerun, and also The Last Refuge, and also, I don't know, Greyhawk, right, are all material worlds on the material plane. So you could teleport between them, theoretically. Although, the chance of a mishap traveling to a world that you know nothing about and have never been to, quite high. So we have... We have the fire key. You do. The sister has the earth key. Correct. The Alglorp has the air key? Correct. And the water key is probably on the eastern island. The n- Correct. Northern island, the I thought. Oh, sorry, the, the northern, northern island. island. Sorry, the northern, the northern island. island. Okay, so sorry, there's yeah. potentially two keys on the northern island. Potentially, yeah. So... Do we do a quick jaunt back to the northern island to go I, get I the mean, key? Like, remember, also, remember also that you have time. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So so as as we talk about this, like make sure we're also prioritizing, like, you're here now, what do you want to... Like, and I'm not yeah. saying you shouldn't deal with this or start talking about this but just remember you have 14 months approximately and you know there's lots to be done i i think my my initial thought about rushing that sort of quest was i don't want somebody else to get the key sure sure Mm -hmm. yeah and the fact that like we don't know like we know where the earth key is we know who has it and all that stuff what we don't know is what happened to the water key when the arcanium the floating moat came crashing to the ground mm-hmm. so it could still be in the arcanium in which case there are devils that could take it and bring it back to the sister because we didn't kill everything on there the other end of the spectrum is like do we really want to go back with as a man down but i do think that this is a semi high priority thing since it's something that i think we need to be able to complete our mission mm-hmm. question um have you all talked about Uza and Guard and Rithmala? <laughs> uh, Not yet. I don't. I don't think we brought it up to you. I think that we got a little distracted mm-hmm. um, with your. I think news. you might have. <laughs> so rightfully so. Rightfully so. Just let me know when you do. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I don't think Kit is going to bring it up until either, like, we've thoroughly talked through this or if you ask us, like, oh, by the way, what do you do during nah, those eight hours? That's that's fair. And Flick is very, in- I mean, he, he's very invested in this conversation, so he's not going to mm-hmm. deviate unless you do. Sure. In that case, I'm going to pretend we've role-played it out. We've exhausted yeah. the conversation for now. Yeah. And I'll say, yeah, yeah. oh, by the way, so an update for you. While you were in your trance, I talked to Brita and Hawks. Mm-hmm. What did they say? Um, so they got it into their heads <laughs> while we were gone um, that it would be a good idea to go into the Arcanium and talk to Uza, Rithmala, and Guard. Constitution saving throw as he <laughs> chokes on his food. <laughs> <laughs> Should we give you advantage because you have experience choking on things? <laughs> <laughs> the shade, the shade. <laughs> that also sounded like I was being really raunchy, but I just meant the grass. Yeah, I know. No, it, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know that we regular... all got that, but like just in case a listener didn't. Just for the listeners, in case you skipped that part. Uh, it's a 12 regularly, so I guess it's like... Not there is some great hacking and coughing. You survive. It's funny because you are okay. Mm-hmm. Dara pats him on the back a couple times yeah. and says, "Let it out, buddy. Let it out." <laughs> We've both had time. Yeah. And he'll look at you, Kit, and say, "Excuse me." <laughs> yep, that's that's what I thought. Um, but you know, they're both fine. Nothing happened to them. Well, how many times so... has this taken place? What's and he'll start like kind of rattling off question after question after question. And I'll just put put a a hand on his shoulder and say, "Shh." <laughs> <laughs> he like needs that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> respect, um, respect. <laughs> and I'll relay what I understand that you know they've done this a few times because it took a while for them to get trust, but they had all these precautions. And the really important note for us is that they want to speak 
to us. So depending on what our order of operations is while we're here, we probably want to go down there and have a conversation with us um, and be prepared for the fact that they probably want something from us in order to give us our information. Nothing's free. Yeah, this is very intriguing. Uza was kind of a seer, I guess. Like, yeah. She kind of saw the future. Well, she definitely saw the future. It was that she had a very hard time communicating it. Right. It was like she was communicating through bird prophecies. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all ain't never gonna let me hear the end of that. Um, Yeah, it's that she has a really hard time, like, forcing her mind into the present. And it gets worse and worse the more you ask her, unfortunately. And I don't know that Hawks and Brita know this, but it gets worse and worse the further in the past you ask her to talk about or to try and remember. Like, she is, her her whole thing was that she was attuned to the ship, well, what you all call the Shimmer Scale, when the, when the node exploded. And so she has been basically forced into a sort of perpetually only seeing the future state and talking about the past is difficult and talking to her in the present is difficult because she tends to start answering as you're still asking the question. I feel like this actually might be kind of useful though because before we were asking about the past whereas now we can ask more about the future. Yeah. Yeah, we can come up with a strategy for the three different individuals. Right. Mm -hmm. With Mala... I might let you guys handle that one. Uh, yeah, I don't know who makes me more... Well, no, I think she makes me more nervous. I don't really remember. I mean, we didn't interact with Guard. It is always you, Bizdira, with the mind control. Always. Always. I mean, can't win. we're also much more powerful. I think that in addition to the protections Brita and Hawks were doing, we can probably think of some uh, protections for ourselves as well. That's fair. True. Yeah. Very true. Okay, well, n- now the question is, do we want to do that now? Or do we want to go up to the North Island, or... I don't know. Thoughts? (sighs) I'm torn, because on one end, I'm like, we should go to the North Island because we don't know what the time frame is. On the opposite side, I'm like, well, maybe we should have Kit cast scrying and see where the sister is, and if the sister's on the North Island, then we go to the North Mm. Island and try to solve that shit real fast, and then come back, or we go down, talk to Uza, and then go to the North Island. I think I like the scrying idea first. Mm-hmm. I think just to kind of get that out of the way, the more I, I think my mindset is like the more that we can kind of knock off our to-do list. I know we have time, but mm-hmm. I think the more that we can knock off the to-do list, the better, right? Right. Yeah. I think I think that that makes sense in terms of figuring, trying to get a sense of, yeah, even if your sister is still here. Yeah, maybe we start there and then we make a decision. I like that. Well, yeah. I, I guess I, um, Flick eventually finishes his food. <laughs> eventually. Eventually. Who do we okay. go talk to first? Well, it- well, I probably need to relate to Hawks and everybody like, hey, I'm here. I'm, I'm finished. Hi. Do you want to do that while Kit scries? Oh, I love that. Great. All right. So you can go chat with Hawks and Brita. Kit, you are scrying. Hold on. Let me pull up the spell. Okay. So you're scrying on the sister. Yeah. It's unfortunate Bria's not here because I think I need a drawing because I don't think we have anything that belongs to the sister. Um, Sarah could do like a a makeshift drawing of her in the armor. She fought her. But uh-huh. you didn't even notice while you were fighting that the armor had the, the <laughs> symbol on it. That is that is true. I was busy hurting myself against the armor. You... <laughs> Miss. <laughs> um, you could certainly try. Oh, I'm so happy I got to say that. I love it when I get to say that. Uh, Maybe both Bizdira and I will try to draw the sister and we'll decide whose is better. Huh? Huh? Hilarious. Uh, yes. Uh, this, <laughs> is this a sleight of hand check? No, I think I'm going to need a history check oh, from shit. the two of you. And Bizdira, yours is at disadvantage. Oh, that's good because I have a negative one. Well, I, I do apologize but you did keep rolling really poorly on those perception checks back when you were fighting her. Uh, all right, so Bizira, what was the result? Uh, a stick figure with um, a <laughs> bubble body. That was a, th- Incredible. a four. A four. Kit, did you remember her any better? Yeah, I think pretty well. I got a 16. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, that's... Okay, great. So Bizira, you will not have... Who's actually drawing? I, I mean, I 
was trying to draw. Okay, great. So give me a sleight of hand. <laughs> you don't have disadvantage, but you most certainly don't have advantage. Mysterio's like, I guess that depends on your definition of drawing. <laughs> I got a 22. <laughs> oh. Okay, so here's here's the thing about this, is that you do, you do draw her, and I mean, it might be detail light, but like, you can tell what you were going for here. It's fairly well done. There are, there are two problems. One is, you know, it's a bit of a game of telephone to get the to get this drawing out uh, in a way that resembles her. So there are some things that are a bit funky. Um, but the other thing is that you all never saw, like, the armor encased her mm-hmm. head to toe, right? And so this will help, probably. It's better than having nothing. But, but perhaps it's not, you know, the portraiture that the uh, spell expects. <laughs> it's well. literally just, like, a... A stone body with like two eyes, and the eyes are kind of detailed, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. I mean, I just didn't have the same foresight this time around to grab out a lock of hair. Yeah, I don't yeah. think any hair would have been feasible in that thing. True. What is your scrying focus kit? What are you using this? Last time you used a storefront window. What are you using oh, this yeah. time? Oh yeah, the Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. Well, glorp books. I didn't have my fancy staff at that point. Oh, that's true. And okay, so this is what I think it is. I think that the staff now is so powerful, and we know that it like it uh, sprouts like branches and stuff. So I think Uh that what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on the staff, and if it works, what I intuitively sense is going to happen is that the shadows are going to like show me um, what I'm looking for. That's fucking cool. Please take inspiration. I already have inspiration. God damn it. Darn it. <laughs> Which of you two need inspiration? I do. I have it. <laughs> Give it to Mysterio. Okay. All right. All right. Thank okay. you. Um, so you anchor your staff in the ground and branches begin to begin to grow out of it. And this this is a long, this is a 10 minute casting time, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you're doing all the long spells. Uh, so you anchor it in the ground and begin sort of chanting and intoning the spell. And you watch as the, the sigils that are all up and down, it begin to light up from the bottom up and the lights sort of rise up the staff and when they get to the top branches begin to sprout and leaves begin to sprout from those branches eventually and let's before I get too carried away with this very cool spell description thank you for that (laughs) oh well that's interesting okay so I am giving you all uh, you have met the target I don't think you know her well kit so no modifier there to the save you have a, a a picture I will go ahead and say that it's a minus one to her modifier. That's fine. So what is your DC? It's a DC 16. DC 16. So functionally, she needs a 17 because she has minus one Mm -hmm. to her, to this. And she rolled, uh, she has no wisdom modifier. She rolled a natural 16. Fabulous. We love to hear it. So you begin to watch as these, as these leaves begin to sway in a sort of intangible breeze. Something is causing them to move and the shadows do, as you say, begin to sort of form shapes and they stretch out and they come together and you see an image that starts out as like the blob on the paper that y'all drew, but eventually (laughs) coalesces into a more recognizable version of the sister. And she is, doesn't look like she actually has the armor activated. You can sort of see her and see her wearing a medallion that is the shape of the key, but it, it, it isn't activated, so she doesn't have the armor on. And as the image begins to sort of pull out and you can see a little bit more around her and where she is, uh, you can see that she is in a boat. On, on the water, she's sailing. She's not just in a boat on land for funsies on the Northern Island. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> she was just like hanging out in a boat? <laughs> just hanging out. <laughs> okay... Where is she going? (laughs) Do I see any, like, is there anything recognizable in the background? Or is she, like, clearly in the middle of 
the ocean and like nothing, nothing to be seen. Go ahead and make a perception check for me, please. Because you are basically, there's a little sensor about 10 feet from her and you can see as if you were there. So you can look around 360 degrees. You can actually hear, although she's not saying anything. Um, so you have a lot you have a lot of possibilities. What'd you get on that perception check? And I will take passive. Uh, 19 then. Okay. Um, you, there isn't any land in sight. Why don't you, will you also roll me a survival? Yes. That 19 perception will get you stuff, but. Mm, I might use my inspiration. It okay. was pretty good, but I feel like I can do better. Sure. And I want sure, to sure, know sure. where she is. Actually, no, I think it's good enough. Okay. It could be a lot better, but we'll, we'll stick with That's it. That's okay. Um, yeah, what is it? Uh, an 18. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> I, I be mean, like, I have a plus eight. It could have been so much better. Sure, sure, totally. But an 18 is good. You are good at this. You are good at nature and seeing, sensing things in the patterns of nature and, and blah, 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 which is sort of one of the ways I think of, of survival. And so you look around and there's really nothing. Uh, you know, there's no land masses. There's no anything to keep your eye on. But then you start looking at the water itself and sort of watching how the wind, where the wind is blowing. And you look up and you sort of see, you track the the movement for, you know, 10 minutes, because uh, that's as long as the spell lasts, of the sun's movement. And what you can figure out is that she is traveling east. I had oh. a feeling. Ooh, okay, we got to warn Fiona. <laughs> All right, that's helpful. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be mega if you could pop on over to Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcast from and leave us a rating and a review. We just got to read one yesterday during our recording, so you will get to hear a new one, I believe in episode five of this season. But that's the last one we've got, and we want to share more of them. The one that we're reading in a couple of weeks is really very, very sweet and touching. Uh, and we like that. So, you know, leave us a lovely review. We'd appreciate it. And we'll read it. Uh, of course, next up, we remind you about our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash DND Last Refuge gets you access to all kinds of cool patron perks, like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. Of course, you're also supporting other content creators via our Patreon at Forward program. So, really, what's the downside? Right now, I do want to take a moment and thank some of our awesome patrons for all of their support. We want to have an Enormous thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya, and Ark, our honorary party member, Matthew Allen, and our Shimmer Scale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliyahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Harmony Bat. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. I know we've been talking about it for a while, but are you playing Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms yet? Because it's definitely available on whatever console you want to play it on. There are lots of characters that you might recognize from different streams and podcasts around the D&D-verse. And, of course, it's totally free. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, why don't you go check out at Idle Champions on Twitter, see what the game is about, and then go download it. Once you've started playing it, you can check our episode notes every week for a new free Electrum chest code that's going to get you gems, gold, and items for your characters. That's Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms from Codename Entertainment. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? Dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick? Or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle? Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media media. 
All right, that's everything for this week. Thanks so much for listening. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, fight racism where, when, and however you can. And happy gaming, y'all. So, do we know how long it takes to travel from the North Island to the Eastern Island? Well, I mean, you know how long it takes to travel from the Eastern Island to the Southern Island by flying. So we can add some time to that. Well, how long did it take us when the the first trip that we made in the boat to get to the Eastern Island? So that was west to east, mm-hmm. and that was about 20 days. How long was it flying east to south? About six days. So I'd say we have somewhere in the middle, like maybe 10 days. Yeah. 10 to 12, yeah. Mm-hmm. And remember, it's been how many days since you all left the Northern Island. It was, you got to the Cobalt Tunnels and chilled out for a night, so that was one day. Mm-hmm. And then you, the next day, you talked to folks. No, no, That's the next day. day you went straight to the Arcanium. Yeah. Uh, but that took, I think, two days to get there. Right, right, we traveled. So it's been at least three days. Like, this is at least the third yeah. day since you so left. So we're gonna say we have a week on the on the light end. Yeah. Okay. I mean, is she in a sailboat? No. It is a <laughs> it is an uncomfortable looking makeshift patched up like mm, rowboat plus, let's say. Oh, oh I'm going to say it's going to take her longer. Yeah. It, like it's <laughs> not a good She's clearly not in a I should have said this, but she's not in a great situation. Like she's fine, but like this is not an ideal way to to travel and her her quiet uh, glowering sort of uh, suggests that she knows that. And she's alone? Yeah. She is alone, yes. <sighs> hey, at least she's yeah. not in hell. I... True. <laughs> anymore. We didn't so yeah, anymore. Well. Do you really want to ambush her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, definitely a week. We could probably give it a little bit more, but that gives us time to do Arcanium stuff here now before going to the Eastern Island to warn Fiona and try to get the key off of her. I wonder if she has the key. I wonder if she yeah, has the, the water key. That no way would be of no- useful. No way of knowing. No way of knowing until useful. we get closer to her. Mm-hmm. Right. Then we'll tell the if ping, she has two. The ping has a, a limitation of distance, right? Yeah. Okay. So what is this added to our to-do list? Warn Fiona for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Are we still getting check-ins with Octavia? We gave the sending stone to Bria. Oh, so uh, Bria will get the So actually this that's a good thing to check in on real quick is I don't I mean, you all tell me. You gave it to Bria because Octavia can cast sending on her own and so can contact you can sort of, you know, telephone chain it and get in touch with you all whenever she needs to. So the question is, what would you have left with Bria for that? Is that is that a thing you want to happen every day, once a week, only in emergencies? I mean, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what we established was that we were doing like daily check-ins, even if the check-in was just like, eh, nothing new to report here. That was definitely what you all were doing when you were on the Northern Island and before. If you want to continue that, that's fine. That's just what I wanted to verify. I, I, I think, think so, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Um, so then Octavia is definitely another option for warning Fiona. They're on the same island. Mm-hmm. And during a check-in, that is definitely something that can be done. Yeah. Perfect. Kidoki. Great. Okay, so you know where the abouts, whereabouts the Earth Key and uh, the that sister are. Uh, you know that you want to uh, warn Fiona. We'll figure out exactly how when the time comes. What is next? I mean, I will say I think all of this, eight hours, traveling here, eight hours, having these conversations, relaying everything to each other, that feels like a solid day, mm-hmm. right? You all are welcome mm-hmm. to camp out and stay with the Guardians at the Arcanium. That is no problem. They absolutely are welcome you there, but let's go ahead and say that we are moving on to the next day, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. and you all can decide what is first on the agenda, next on the agenda. Is today the day we go back into the Arcanium? I think it might be. Yes. I want to go say hi to Robert. I think we probably want to, yeah. I think we probably want to, maybe, and maybe we did this like while we were getting ready for bed or whatever, but I feel like we probably want a little bit of a strategy. Like, I want to go through my spells, for example, and see if there's anything I can cast to 
give us extra protection. I will tell you that um, Uza and Hawk, uh, not Uza, uh, Brita and Hawks uh, have been protecting themselves uh, by getting guardians that are capable to come and cast Magic Circle. And then one of them is there with a banishment prepared should anything go wrong that's sort of the most protection like there there are magic users among the guardians none of them are as powerful as you are by any stretch yeah i mean i feel like if they're offering us the protection let's definitely take it but i'm sure that i have something that also can boost us a little bit yeah i mean they're def- they'll definitely offer it and then you you know you can add whatever you want to it so is that what we're doing first i think that sounds good i think so yeah okay. i i'm just looking for a buff for Bizdira. <laughs> that does so what? she's not as scared about the, oh, uh, for like, Rithmala. Oh. Uh, and I'm sure I have it. I just don't know what it I is. I mean, for what it's worth, she also, she is now a high enough level that she automatically gets advantage on saves against against charm, right? I have, I can. Or no, you can end charm I can effects. end the charm. So if that's what she used, if it's just a charm, then don't worry about mm-hmm. me. Um, it was. It was all enchantment magic. Yeah. Because I have the um, stillness of mind, I think it is. Yeah, that's it. I use an action to end uh, Charmed or Frightened. All right. Hawks and Brita will go with you if you will have them. I would love for that to occur. Okay. So in you go. Ooh, yeah. You walk in, you see that antechamber with the paintings on the walls, the murals on the walls. You see the pedestal in the sec- in the center. Uh, but the door to the interior of the Arcanium is open, remains open. You step in, you see that place where Flick face-planted into a bear trap, <laughs> where Bizdira's body was rushed to Flick for a revivify after she was pin cushioned by robots there's still like a pool of dried blood there's no sign of like there isn't any welcoming yeehaw y'all as you all come in no sign of robert but you all are able to walk to that central staircase take it down as you pass the second level or as you get to the second level rather you see all of the offices this area has been cleaned up a little it doesn't look like the guardians are using it but it looks like people have been down here to sort of just tidy things up pick up the mountains of of parchment and and other things they've swept some of the dust and all of that so it looks a little more put together on this level you go through the doors that you found to head down to the third level you go down this area doesn't seem like it's been cleaned up. Like, you know, Uza, oh my god, Brita and Hawks have been coming down here, but it doesn't look like they've sent a ton of, of guardians down here to, like, spruce it up like they did the second level. And you stand there in the little antechamber on the third level down, and you sort of have a little moment where you remember, I believe it was you, Bizdira, reaching for the door the first time and hearing Uza's voice before you even opened the door, saying from beyond the wall, you shouldn't have come. But this time, as you reach f- for the door, you hear a strange sort of... It's hard to tell what it is. It's very, very soft. It might be laughter. It might be crying. It might be uh, like some sort of purring almost. It's very, very soft. Laughing would make me really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> well, and so you open the door. And as soon as you do, the sound becomes a little clearer. And the reason you couldn't exactly figure out what it was, was that it seems to be all of those things. Sometimes it is the sound of undeniably it's Uza laughing and then weeping and sometimes raging for just a moment. Sometimes it is silent, but she seems to, she's going through it. The guardians that are with you, the two that are there to sort of ward you all, step in the hallway first and one of them goes down about two-thirds of the way down the hallway and begins to cast, pulls out a little pouch that has what look like like shiny like shavings, like maybe metal shavings, and begins to sketch out a circle on the ground in the hallway just a few feet from Uza's window. You all recall it's a big, long hallway, at the end of which is a big uh, floor-to-ceiling crystal window where Uza is, and then to the left and right are the doors that lead to Garden Rithmala's uh, sides of this level. So this guardian uh, sketches out this circle on the floor and chants and intones and casts casts the spell, and the other guardian that is with you all basically just stands 
uh, spell ready. You know it's the banishment spell because they told you, but spell ready in hand and on tongue for in case anything happens while the magic circle is being cast. And after about a minute, the metal filings, uh, sort of almost like they're like magnesium that has been set on fire. They sort of light up uh, and begin to burn and left away is uh, a sort of little silvery shimmering circle on the floor, burned into the ground. Uh, And this guardian gestures. uh, It is a big enough circle. It's about a ten foot diameter circle. So big enough for all of you to fit in, albeit rather rather tightly. Uh, But Hox is little, so, so it's okay. And the five of you can get in that circle, and uh, Uza has not acknowledged you all at all, just has continued to cycle through laughing and crying and raging and purring and whatever else. Purring. <laughs> just sort of contentedly humming to herself is sort of more what it is. It sounded like purring when you couldn't tell what it was. I assume we should probably step into the circle. <laughs> um, that would be, yeah, Hawks and Breed are like, y'all gonna get in? Like, that's why it's here. You're gonna... Yes. I know your big bad adventures now. I know your big bad adventures now, but it seems best if we take precautions. I know that she initiated conversation last time we saw her. Uh, do, do you want to talk to her? I'm talking to Hawks specifically. Yeah, Hawks uh, is like, sh- well, uh, yes, we could certainly try and get her attention. She's never um, done this before. Hello, Uza. And there is a stop to the. The Uza stops all of the cycle of noises and the sort of, you will remember Uza is sort of just a, a softly glowing light in this enclosure and the light sort of approaches the crystal window nearest to you all, but she still doesn't say anything. And then out of nowhere, she just says, yes. And Brita, you all watch as Brita rolls her eyes and says, are you all right today, Uza? <laughs> and then she turns to you all and says, we finally realized that even though she answers the questions before we ask them, if we don't go ahead and ask them, then she doesn't know what they are and she can't answer them. So, like, it gets really weird if we try to not ask the question after she answers it. Great. So, Hox and, and Brita sort of turn to you all and, you know, Hox says, she seems okay. I We didn't really, I mean, I'm thrilled that you all are sort of on board with our efforts here, but um, for what it's worth, we didn't, I don't really have any idea what your plan is. Uh, happy to help however we can. <laughs> Oh, I see. You all don't have a plan either. Well, Mm -hmm. good day, Usa. (laughs) Excellent. It's nice to see you again today. Um, We brought some friends that you might remember. And of course, partway through... So I went back and listened to these conversations with Usa. They are nigh impossible to understand. So um, I'm going to see if I can figure out a different editing technique. But at some point during the phrasing of that question, Usa says, of course I remember them. They will... They will... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what they'll do. I don't know if that's comforting or terrifying. Hi, Uza. Hello. Hi. And she just sort of keeps laughing for a while to the point where she ends up responding hello back, but it almost seems appropriately timed. She seems very affected by your presence, or at least by Hawks asking if she remembered you all. What's so funny? She says, I, I, I don't, I don't know. You of all beings. Have you ever not known before? N- no. I see freedom. And she laughs again. And death. And she cries. And peace. One way or another. She hums to herself. They can't all be true. Oh, but you know, with us, it could be. (laughs) Uh, Have you been keeping track of what we've been doing? What you've done. What you will do. What you are doing. Yes. Sort of. It's dangerous. Tell us something we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's the territory. Yeah. I'm getting like a weird vibe that I'm not. It seems like she can't, that her powers are like there's something going on with them. So just to kind of like level set. Yeah. Since we've talked about the prophecy and we know approximately when the beast is going to come, I'm going to ask her Mm -hmm. when will the beast next emerge? She begins to sort of 
vibrate a little bit. And you all remember this from last time when you asked her about the beast, but it's different, right? Because last time you asked her about what the beast was and about its past. Now you're asking about the future. There is still obviously something about it that Mm -hmm. causes her distress, but not nearly in the way that when you were asking her about a thousand years ago. And again, she is silent for a period after your question, which is really weird. But eventually the light steadies a little bit and gets actually a little bit brighter. And she says, today, on the day of the moon and the sun being one, it is today. And so, Kit, well, all of you, uh, but Kit, since you asked the question, for what it is worth, it sounds like she's describing that eclipse that mm-hmm. Flick described mm-hmm. that yeah. it happens in 14 months, um, except that she's calling it today. Right. She can't separate. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Can I have, and I'm going to roll it for uh, the Guardians and, and Hawks and Brita as well, but can I have uh, perception checks from everybody, please? Ooh. No. 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 Okay. Uh, Kit. 19. Flick. That's a 23. And Izdira. 17. Nice. Uh, And Hawks got a 21. None of the Guardians notice anything. But the three of you and Hawks all probably feel more than here, because you're a couple stories down now, feel a rumble that seems to originate outside, from outside of the Arcanium. And Flick, you hear, even from all the way down here with that 21, you hear what you think might be screaming coming from up above. Oh, um, uh, I'll, I'll turn to Hawks and say, uh, we we need to go up there. We get, we have to put this on pause. And she, like, nods and, and is like, you heard it too then. Y- yes. Uh, uh, Uza, thank you. We'll be back later. And I think I'm gonna just head up there. Yeah. Uh, Hawks is with you. Brita and the Guardians are deeply confused, but we'll go along with for the ride. Yeah, Bazir's on his tail. I'm just gonna take like half a pause to see if Uza's gonna respond or what what she's gonna do. Yeah, so uh, most of the group sort of takes off. Kit, you dilly dally for a moment, and and once most of the rest of the crew is running upstairs, uh, Uza's light begins to grow a little bit brighter, and she says, "This is just the first. It will get worse. Yes." I think I can. I don't know how, but I think I can. Don't worry. You'll ask me that question eventually. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Whoa! Oh, what's the question I'm going to ask? <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to possibly find out what the question Kit's going to ask is. I don't know. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at, at @dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. And if you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, find out what cons will be attending, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Mistira, Kit, and Flynn. Happy gaming, y'all. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Mistira, Kit, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. Yeah, you didn't like that? I wish yeah, it just, no, I, I just wish they could it. see the prep face just, that you make. Yeah, That's... it gave me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> it's, I have to search for it somehow. <laughs>